And good afternoon. We are heading just towards about four o'clock. We are going to start our Twitter Spaces. Uh, I am Dan Klein. I'm going to be joined today by Dana Abramovitz. We're going to uh, just vamp a little bit until we get to actually four o'clock, but I think uh, people happening by, and there we are. It is four o'clock. That is time for seven investings market focus. Uh, we're going to talk about how will robots and automation impact retail and restaurant workers. I am Dan Klein. Joining me is Dana Abramovitz. Dana, how are you doing this afternoon? I, I'm I'm doing well. You know, it's like we were counting down to four o'clock and, you know, robot animation. I'm like, okay, who's opening the bottle of wine? <laughs> you know, but I guess I guess we have another hour. Well, for I'm, I'm going to be sending everyone around uh, pictures of traffic lights so they can prove they're not robots. Apparently, that is how you prove <laughs> you're not a robot is traffic lights, motorcycles, sidewalks. Uh, uh, and maybe crosswalks. This is not a foolproof yeah. system. But why are we talking about this today? So here's the sort of uh, micro reason that I noticed is uh, Sweet Greens, that's a soon-to-be public salad chain. They purchased a company called Spice. That's S-P-Y-C-E. Uh, they're an automation company that operates two restaurants. Let me read you how they describe themselves. Ingredients for spices, salads, and bowls are prepped in-house before being fed into a robot dubbed the Infinite Kitchen. Now, that robot gets made fun of by other robots. That robot is able to properly cook individual foods with its separate griddle, steamer, and dispenser. The robot can make up to 350 bowls an hour and can complete an order in two to five minutes. That news comes right after Walmart uh, released plans for its last mile delivery service that's going to be heavy on technology. Dana, you're more of a salad person than I am. Do you care if a robot help makes your salad? You know, as long as the robot is clean, you know, we don't have to worry about it washing his hands after using the restroom and I don't get food poisoning. Um, and the salad is tasty and has lots of different colors and, you know, fruits and vegetables in it. I'm, I'm all good. I'm, I'm all good. I do not discriminate about who makes So I do a little bit. And that's only because my robot experiences haven't been great. I've talked about uh, getting a drink in Las Vegas where the robot arm uh, mispoured. I have a Keurig Drinkworks, which is a, a sort of robotic uh, machine that makes alcoholic beverages. And it's good. But I bring that up because you mentioned sanitation. Uh, and, you know, and cleanliness and the Keurig Drinkworks actually has UV lights built in that when you run the cleaning cycle, it uh, it's pretty involved and it kills bacteria and things like that. Uh, but we are going to turn this around and have Dana ask me some questions. Uh, and then if we have time, if any of you want to participate at the end, uh, we are happy to let you do that. But Dana, why don't you uh, why don't you uh, fire away here? All right. Sorry, I had to go open the door for the cats. <laughs> <laughs> a, a problem, a problem here as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Well, you know, so that, that's the thing, Dan, is you have much more experience in, in the retail environment. So, you know, kind of understand, like, how this automation is going to um, affect retail. Yeah. So I don't think it's the way people think it's going to be. We always see these, like, human-like robots. And here's the reality. Most of the automation is going to be app-based and back-end based. So you're going to have like sorters in the back of the house. Uh, you're going to have things like a stop and shop, which is a, a chain in the New England area of grocery stores. Uh, and some Walmarts have tried this. They have robots doing inventory, robots cleaning the floor. I mean, we all have robot vacuums, or most of us do. Think about that on an industrial level. You're going to see a lot of robots assisting humans. How does that work? Well, 
we're already using automation to order at Starbucks. When you use mobile order and pay, you don't have to give a human your order. Lots of other companies are doing that. Um, a lot of automation, as we see it now, doesn't work all that well. So there has to be you know, a lot of improvement. I'll give you an example. I, I took a buddy of mine to a Publix. That's a grocery store here. He, he's in town or, or somewhat nearby. He's in Port Canaveral. Uh, and he doesn't have a car, so we went to the grocery store. He needed water and some supplies for his hotel room. And one of the things he bought was masks. Well, masks are not taxed, but at the automated checkout, that required a manager to come over and key it in. And then, as he was feeding his money into the machine to pay, it also locked up. He didn't realize you could just stack all the money up and it reads it. He was doing it one at a time, and it, and it locked up. So two human interactions for what should have been a robotless, uh, a robot-led thing. Now, do we see better? Yeah, absolutely. Amazon Go, which was at the airport I was in the other day uh, in Dallas, you literally walk in, open your Amazon app, take whatever you want, and it knows what you bought, and you just walk out. So we're going to see automation, but it's going to be automation with humans making people better. Well, that that's good. I mean, like... You know, is there going to be like a standard automation? I mean, you know, it sounds like, you know, some people are doing it better than than others. Yeah, this this is going to be a rich get richer area. So, you know, <laughs> if you're Starbucks, you can afford to do anything. If you're McDonald's, you might have you had to push your franchisees into into the restaurant of the future. But that restaurant of the future paved the way for their app and everything they dealt with during the pandemic. And it obviously gives the company a lot of credibility when asking for that type of investment. But if you're a lower level chain, it's much harder to do and they have to do it slowly. If you don't have the cash, if you don't have the franchisees making the money. So like, you know, a Dunkin' Donuts, which is no longer a publicly traded company, could absolutely see what worked at Starbucks, wait till the price of the technology comes down or goes white label, and then automate in that fashion. Certainly, you know, your, uh, you know, your big grocery chains, your Walmarts, your, your Targets are going to automate some of the back end. We've talked about this a lot. But there are like something like 300,000 people in the United States whose job is picking groceries for curbside pickup or delivery. Most of those jobs don't need to exist and can be absolutely automated. Now, are there going to be some people who pick the produce? Maybe. Are there going to be some, some AI that gets involved there? So, again... This is going to be, there will be some companies that market on not using robots. Like imagine if McDonald's starts making Big Macs, you know, via a robot, five guys might be able to say, our robots are, are not our robots, our burgers are made by chefs. Now, I recognize the person making a burger to five guys isn't really a chef, but there might be some <laughs> marketability for the sort of like not using a robot aspect. But there are going to be some companies that get left behind, just like you saw Sears sort of lose out JCPenney, uh, Macy's to a lesser extent, because they couldn't spend the money on infrastructure or they chose not to make those investments when they could. You're going to see some companies die because of this, just like you did uh, when companies, you know, opted to not build websites or do things that obviously you kind of have to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting, you know, that they get ri the, the rich get richer um, and, you know, what's going to happen to the employees, you know, like some of them, you know, who, who, you know, do that inventory work or do that, you know, picking up the groceries for Instacart, um, you know, if it can be automated by robots, like, are, do they lose their jobs? What happens? So yes them? and no. So if you look at the Starbucks example or even the McDonald's example, 
in both cases, they've automated ordering and inventory and some of their processes. Uh, and apologies that there is some sort of uh, sirens going on outside. I live next to a, a, a fire station. Uh, but what they did at Starbucks is they took things that could be done via automation to free up the people to make drinks and to interact with customers. Now, could you fully automate making a drink? You could, but Starbucks probably doesn't want to do that because handmade beverages are a selling point. Now, when you order a cappuccino-based beverage at, at uh, or an espresso-based beverage at McDonald's, it's much more automated because that's not part of their, their sales and service. If you're a worker, I think you have to recognize that certain types of jobs are going to go away. There's probably not going to be grocery pickers. So might there still be delivery people? Might there be people who interact with uh, the customers who are upset that their you know, bananas were too ripe? Yeah, but it is also worth noting that we have more job openings in this country than we have people, <laughs> so or people to fill them, people looking. So there is a certain amount of automation that's absolutely needed, and exactly what that's going to look like is going to range from everything from an Amazon Go almost fully automated, though of course the shelves are being stocked by people, um, but largely automated store to I saw a kiosk today that can make pizzas. I've seen in airports uh, kiosks that you order a coffee from a phone and there's no person involved there. I'm gonna be on a cruise ship that has a robot bar. So we're gonna see everything that fully automated to more like what happens in an Amazon warehouse now where a robot is doing a lot of the work, but there's also people working alongside of it doing kind of the last pieces. You're listening to Market Focus. I am Dan Klein. Asking the questions today is Dana Abramovitz. Hi. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, Dan. It sounds like through the automation, it's going to um, possibly free up workers to really focus on the consumer, the customer. So we might actually get better customer experience. Do you, do you think that's so going to happen? Good companies like Starbucks, uh, like Walt Disney, are going to think about that. How do we take our people and put them in customer-focused roles. That's gonna be really, really valuable. Um, other companies are gonna say, and look, I, I've seen this at Target, which is a company I really like. Target has struggled to hire people, so they've moved to, to much larger sections of, uh, of self-checkout. Self-checkout still has a person helping you out, but it, as I talked about before, it just doesn't work that well. You're, you're buying alcohol. Someone has to come and check something. Maybe your receipt doesn't print. There's just a lot of work to it. So I would like to see companies, to a point, take these workers and put them in customer service positions, put them in inventory positions, put them in, into other areas. But I think it's going to be a mix. Now, look, are there some places that adding a lot of people has been a temporary fix yet? Yeah, absolutely. Walmart during the pandemic wasn't going to put in a bunch of machinery uh, due to its ramp up of, of grocery pickup and curbside. Once it gets a sense of what its delivery and curbside pickup model looks like after the pandemic, is it half as much? Is it a quarter as much? Is it the same amount? Once they figure that out, a lot of those jobs are going to go away. Now, are many of those people going to be wanted inside the Walmart or in other positions? I'd like to hope so, uh, especially in this tight market. But as a worker, you're going to have to stay ahead of this. You're going to have to make sure you have customer service skills or you're the absolute best person at packing the groceries so you can be quality check or whatever it is. Uh, you know, companies don't do a great job 
training and retaining workers. Now that's not always true. Walmart has a lot of, uh, of training opportunities. So does, so do some of the other companies I mentioned, but there's absolutely going to be workforce disruption here, but that's been typical for the internet. An awful lot of people work at a FedEx or in an Amazon warehouse that might've worked at a grocery chain previously. So focusing on education, um, you know, is there any way, you know, that we can kind of move people to, Ooh, um, I lost like Dana helping... a bit there, but I have the script in front of me. So, so I, 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 I could <laughs> cheat and ask the question. So do we need to update education programs to train workers on the maintenance and upkeep of robots? Like, yeah, no, we overall, that was sort of a joke question. We really need to change how we're educating people. Like the, the reality is school does not prepare kids for jobs. College does not prepare kids for jobs and jobs. Uh, I know my son just started working a fast food job and the training was not ideal. It was not particularly organized. Whereas if you go to a McDonald's, training is regimented. If you go to a Starbucks, everything is planned out. I do think as a country, uh, you know, if any of you watch Bar Rescue, he always uh, gives them a subscription to Taffer Virtual Teaching where he can train the bartenders. I actually think we're going to need more of that and just teaching basic customer service. I can't tell you how many times I've had a frustrating customer service experience. And admittedly, my standards are really high having been in the retail space. Dana, <laughs> we are running out of time. So why don't you hit me with one last question, assuming your connection works. Um, uh, can, you, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, I heard that last part. Okay, good. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, all right. So you know, so we've seen you know, uh, robots are good for things that are kind of dangerous for people. Um, is there going to be you know a way Dana to like keep Dana completely bounced out again there. Uh, so she's asking, you know, robots can be good when things are dangerous, and yeah, absolutely, robots can do work. Like think about putting something on a very high shelf that would have taken a man with a forklift where there could be a lot of human error. That type of work can be done by robots. So where are we? We're in the very early days of automation where obviously your Amazons, your FedExes, uh, your Walmarts, there are companies doing some of this. You're going to see it dramatically uh, increase as prices come down. I've seen relatively affordable, think five figures, not six figures, uh, automation for grocery chains that can allow them to automate, you know, the mobile and curbside or the, the delivery and curbside orders. So this is going to become something like mobile order and pay that goes from zero to 60 pretty fast. But I also think we're a long way towards you go to like your, your local Burger King and most things are automated. Uh, we've got about a minute left, but given Dana's connection issues, uh, we appreciate there are not an enormous amount of you here, but those of you that are here, please spread the word. This is 7investing Market Focus. We do this every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 o'clock. And of course, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, we do 7investing now live at noon. Starting Monday, that is going to be live at 1 p.m., a bit of a schedule change. Uh, some of you who who are fans of me from, from previous jobs may know why we're making that change. Uh, but we will be moving to an hour later in the day because more of you will be free at that time. So for Dana, I am Dan. We will see you on 7investing now tomorrow live at noon.
A reminder that people on this program may hold positions in the companies that are mentioned. Buying and selling stock carries financial risk, which could include the loss of capital. The views in this program should not be taken as personalized advice. Before acting on any of the information provided, listeners are encouraged to consult a financial or tax professional.